0: Right. Uh, I do with uh Houston people from Houston rappers. Uh, I got a new people from New Orleans Baton
1: Rouge. Oh, that what it do, man? Yeah, yeah. My, so I'm managing one artist right now. Okay, uh, can't buy opportunity to fly, man. Uh, out of Memphis, Tennessee, my hometown and shit, man. We always looking for some new production, though, bro. Always. Right, you ain't got no uh, no website, no link where we can uh, link up with you. Uh, you can Google me and just Google what Brian Williams,
0: Birdman and Latangela. Say it again, Birdman and Latangela.
1: Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, man. How long you been doing the podcast? Shit? Uh,
0: I just started. I just started. I'm
1: Pretty new to this, but uh, I'm getting used to it. Yeah, what part? Uh, you say you're in Houston? No, I'm,
0: I'm in Baton Rouge
1: right oh, now. Oh, Baton Rouge, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I feel like I got people out of uh, out of Garland, Texas, and shit, my sister out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got, I got family
0: out there too. Man.
1: Yeah, I haven't been out there to see you yet, man. I might have shoot out the product uh, for this out, man. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, the, what the, what who, who, who the new hot artists coming about the Baton Rouge, man? Uh, NBA Young Boy. Yeah, I'm talking about besides here. I'm talking about underground.
0: Uh, they got Kevin Gates. Uh, ain't too many people coming up like they got uh Luke Kelly. Uh, let's see, they got Lil Kelly. They got Max Manelli.
1: Yeah.
0: They got Big Head.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be on the lookout for them folks, man. They got any? Uh, they got some nice following on YouTube, Instagram, shit like that.
0: Yeah, they got, they got, they they would, they they sign with Boosted, and uh, they do their own thing, but but they 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 get Boosted uh commission and stuff, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah, shit. I ain't even know Boosted was signing artists. What to that Trill Entertainment shit? Yeah. That hey, was up, man. That's a good look for the city, man what I was telling my, my artists out of Memphis, man. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to pretty much blaze our own path, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, right. a lot of that, you know, I ain't, I ain't knocking, you know, a motherfucker hustle for how they get it. But, you know, our vision of Memphis is totally different than what these niggas make, you know, what they talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we seen the dope sales. Yeah, we seen, you know, all the pivot shit. We did all this shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's a whole nother aspect of Memphis, man, that, Ain't really being portrayed in these songs and shit. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you sound like you got it when you say that. Say that again. You sound like you got it. When
1: you yeah, say but that. I mean, it's real. I mean, they can't. He ain't even from. I'm from North Memphis. Me and my nigga, who I'm talking about, my artist, we really from North Memphis, Douglas. This man ain't from from a, a area called Frazier. You know what I'm saying? It's a big difference. And you know, a lot of fo- a lot of folk in the game that paid paying because he's repping the north and whatnot. But you know it ain't nothing against him personally. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he was an underclassman. I went to school to care for for a year. It was my first and my last year. Cause like I said, I'm a, I'm a native. I'm, like I said, I, I was born and raised in Memphis, but I spent a lot of time in Atlanta, Chicago. You know I've been around, but uh, I was that was my first and my last year in Memphis. You know what I'm saying? That was uh, cause I was in my that was my 11th grade year going to my 12th grade year when I moved back to Memphis. Cause like I say my moms and I had my sister, and my brother and them down there, uh, and I ended up finishing my 12th grade year there and. You know what I'm saying? Went to school with catch, cat, man. And really, you know, it was his brother that was doing a lot of this shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was really just the music. You know what I'm saying? Which, you know, I I, I not with the nigga, so I don't know what he was doing outside of, you know, school. But for all what I see, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it wasn't none of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, like I say, he got his money, man. You know, and at the end of the day, that was all about being successful out here. But, you know, like I was telling my partner, you know what I'm saying, my artist, like, you know, we, we got to take our own lane on this. We can't, you know what I'm saying? We can't blend in with what everybody else doing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, the cat, man, I'm talking about the cat really talented, man. Uh, songwriting motherfucker, man, Hook King. And the man, he puts you in the mind of a, of a young bum bee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to check him out, man. You can Google him. He on, uh, what'd you say? Yeah,
0: you, you producing?
1: Uh, nah, I do, uh, I, man, I co-produce on a lot of shit. I got a producer from my hometown, uh, cat by the name of, uh, Young Memphis. He out of Memphis, but he live in Atlanta now. And then I got this other cat I deal with, uh, named Big Nick. All them niggas the truth, man, when it comes to their producing and shit. But like I say, I'm, I'm one, I like new sounds, man. I ain't, we really just stick with one producer on, on several projects, you know what I'm saying? Right. I like to bring that heat, and then, you know, that brings out your, uh, you know, if you got a different sound, man, it brings out your creativeness and your writing, because see me, partner, I'm a, I rap too, but I'm a single songwriter, I'm the hook king, they call me uh, Nate Dog of the South, you know what I'm saying? All right,
0: so what your music when I, when I look for, what I look
1: for? <laughs> say it again?
0: So when I look for music,
1: what your music, what I look for? I think we got a bad connection, say it again, bro. So when I look for your music, what I look for, uh, Tay Mello, T A Y M E L L O, uh, you can check my. I mean, you can Google me. I'm all on uh, I guess I got some music on uh, what's it, uh, Reverb Nation. Uh, me and me and my my artist, I'm talking about. We got some music on SoundCloud. Is uh, uh, you can look on the, look him up on the Cortez Fly. This uh, this C U R, I mean C O R T E Z F L Y E, and mine is T A Y M E L L O. You know what I'm saying? You can put it together, take mellow, or separate it. it. It pops up all my shit. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah, definitely check it. Definitely check it out, man. You know what I'm saying? If you like something, you know, like it, share it. You know what I'm saying? If you want to collab, man, definitely get at me. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, my, my artist, we always we always looking for new producers, man. Uh he's actually working on uh on this second album right now. Well, second mixtape per se. Uh, now and, and that's what we've been doing now just really just shopping for tracks man you know hollering at this person listening to these snippets and s- finding something that you know what I'm saying that, that's gonna really fit this project you know what I'm saying right yeah so that's all you do a producer you, you don't record or do nothing else
0: uh, I record sometimes I do a little uh, songwriting for other people
1: mostly yeah, that. People, uh, yeah, that pretty much me. I write the hook and let them guys go where they. Everybody always coming at me, having you know want me to sing the hook for them and shit. So, you know, sometimes I write in, the, in the and they had them get somebody else to sing it. But, uh, you know, more time than none they will have me on the motherfucker, man. You know, and I'm, 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 I'm trying my best to step away from the mic and get back on the backside, father, on the business side. <laughs> Cause that was, that was it now, man. You gotta have a team behind you, man. Push you in and, and, and get you where you're trying to get to. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. With the with the artists you dealing with, uh, uh are the, any of them uh, on the verge of getting signed?
0: Uh. Well, I
1: or are they even looking to sign? You know, it's an independent game nowadays. So. I
0: ain't really signed new artists. Uh, I just I just do a lot of producing and songwriting. You say what now? I ain't really signed no order. I just got a lot of producing and songwriting, songwriting.
1: Oh, okay, okay. And then my my folks on uh my folks on my daddy's side of the family uh all my folks on my dad's side of the family re- originate out of Shreveport down there, man. Right. Yeah, yeah we pulled out plenty plenty land down there. Oh, real? Yeah, yeah, I did. In Shreveport. That was where my grandma was from, man. My, yeah, she passed away uh, a few years ago, but uh. We, we got a bunch of land down there, man. Sorry to hear that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, she lived a long life, man. She she, she was ready to go, let her tell it. <laughs> yeah. I hear that, though. You know, that's still saying. Yeah, man, you know. Yeah, like I say, uh, she was a good woman, man. I learned a lot from her, you know what I'm saying? Uh, her and my granddad had been together shit for years, man, years. Like I say, we all had one of our family uh family reunions down there in Shreveport one year. Shit was probably about five or six years ago. And yeah, man, it was real nice, man. And like I say, I have visited New Orleans a couple of times. Uh it's a nice city, man. A lot of lot of culture there, man. All right. Yeah, yeah You don't ever be up uh you, you ain't never be shooting to the A, Tennessee, and in them areas. No, I
2: really
0: go to my be with my family most of the time, so wherever they go, I, that's where I go, yeah,
1: yeah. I feel you there, man. I feel you there, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. It's a good look, man. And you say, How long you been doing this, uh, this podcast? shit? Uh, about five or six years. I, ain't even, I mean, this broadcast, oh, I've been
0: doing the broadcast
1: about not even a year, now. yeah, yeah. I had uh, my really just really just touching bases on it now, uh, you know what I'm saying, but I
0: always. But I always
2: used to
1: practice, though. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. And that's what we're doing. You know, uh, me, and, me and my artists, you know what I'm saying? Just, just getting the feel for it. It's my first time really just fucking with it. Um, I have been doing some research on the scene that you can actually make some money doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's a good look. You know what I'm talking about? And it's a way to, you know, brand yourself as well as uh expose, expose, you know, some people that you may not be able to touch with social media to some of the music and shit like that, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and to talk about, you know, our, our, our uh, format is going to be just really just talking about music, hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Where is it? Where it's been? Where is it now? You know what I'm saying? And and really uh start branching out and, and trying to get some of these other artists that's out here, underground artists, you know what I'm saying? A little spotlight, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. I can say music, that's my first love, man. I, I think I'll probably be fucking with them music to the day I die, man. No lie or at least, uh, at least uh, managing, you know what I'm saying, really just, you know, trying to play behind the scenes on a lot of shit, man. There's a lot of money out here to yeah. get, man. I promise you that, boy. Right. But I'll be tripping off. There's a lot of cats you ain't never heard of making good money, man. You feel me? Yeah, you yeah, Making good money. I want to be one of them. Like I so said, i am dedicated. So I've been down with this shit, man, probably about 10, 15 years or longer. And, man, I'm just ready to get get something about it. I've invested a whole lot of my time and, and life into it so you know yeah, I, I feel like we really finna turn this corner this go around especially when I'm seeing cats like a uh, little young cat like a uh, yellow breezy man that cat the truth man you're <laughs> yeah what,
0: what you think about the extension happen we you think in the extension man everybody got robbed
1: man it could go either way man it, it, my thing is bro when you you can't it, I, I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm going to say c murder. You know what I'm saying? Multi-million dollar. Your brother multi-millionaire, mogul. Why you fucking off in the hood? I, I understand that, you know, we grew up in these areas, man. But when you get to a certain level in your career, man, you know what I'm saying? It's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? It's just unwise. If you got a show to do, go do your show. Get your money, man. And make sure you, you know, what I'm saying you dot all your uh, dot all your eyes and cross all your T's, and see this social media shit. I blame I blame him for 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 not so much for being negligent, but I blame him for just not for being naive. You know what I'm saying? Feeling like he's untouchable. This game is real out here, man. It's been shown and proven. Uh, also, I blame social media because these would have never knew where he, where he was at, if not for social media. You feel what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, man, you know, he just put himself in a bad situation, man. Cause me personally, I don't think it was I don't think it was geared towards nothing but robbery. You know what I'm saying? And I believe, right. I believe he ain't want to come up off that bag. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, with all this tough rhetoric, and you know, all this, all that tough rhetoric that, that you know people see online, you know, these folks, they come prepared for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Like, if, if one of my partners got killed out of Memphis, man, uh, not too long ago, R.I.P. Charlie Brown, man, you know what I'm saying? And he was known to tote that pistol. You know what I'm saying? So this particular day he got in tool with somebody, he didn't have a pistol on him. But in their mind, they like, shit, I know this nigga known to tote that pistol. Let me go, I might as well go and gun him down because he go get that pistol, he gonna probably kill me. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And I mean, you know, and it's fucked up. That, 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 that's the world we living in, man, that, you know, you can't even be successful out here without a motherfucker trying to tear you down. You know what I'm saying? Sad, my young man ain't even get a chance to really enjoy his life, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just felt I feel real sad about it, man. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's been a lot of stories circulating around talking about that the whoever done it was actually in the motorcycle shop with him, and what they did was walked out before he walked out. You know what I'm saying? And my whole point is, and I'm talking about this even without being a celebrity, man. Ain't nothing on this earth worth your life, man. Nothing. Nothing that can't be replaced, bro. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about right. you being no punk. It ain't about you being no saga. Let nobody take nothing. It ain't about all that, man. I guarantee you everything that, everything that they took from him, man, he could have replaced in 24 hours. It was already replaced if you go to the bank account. You feel what I'm saying? You right. know, folks, that shit, man.
0: It's it, it about to run out. time about to run out. Yeah,
1: my it was a pleasure, mine.
3: I want to break free I
4: want to break free Hi, we're Cox Mobile A new kind of mobile company that sees you for you With plans that fit you based on the data you need No matter who you are Because we know the one thing you're not Is everyone else Cox Mobile. We're different because you're different.
5: For mom, for cousin Fred, for me.
6: Yes. Yes. Big yes.
4: The starting jackpot for Powerball from the Nebraska Lottery is $40 million. That's a lot of money.
7: I'll take it. How much I got left? Oh, 38,115,000.
8: Probably more money than you'll ever need.
7: Oh, by the way, put yourself down for one of these. <laughs>
8: So why wait to win? Play today.
9: To the shoe store! Oh, I
7: stole his password online, and hello. Makeover. (laughs) I got hair extensions plumped at the lips and snapped the hottest headshots. Hollywood, here I come. Tell me what you think. Unbreak my heart, say you love me again. Undo this hurt that you caused when you walked out the door and you walked out of my life. City Identity Theft Solutions. Talk to a real person to help get your life back. Free when you get a city credit card or city bank account. We hold these truths to be self evident
4: that all men
7: are created equal that they are endowed by the Creator
4: with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
5: We, therefore, the representatives Representatives of the United States States of America for the support of this declaration mutually
10: pledge to each other
4: our lives, our fortunes,
10: and our sacred honor. honor.
4: There are all kinds of products in this world. Things that make life easier. More and more fun. Things you buy for yourself. And things you wrap up and give to those you care about. But New York Life's product is different. It's 12,000 experts whose responsibility is to be there when you need the most to guide you through the happiest and most difficult times in your life. People who know the most valuable things in life aren't things at all. This is our product. This is what we do.
6: Oh, hi there. I'm Reese Nicholson, but if you squint, I could pass as a tired Tilda Swinton. You know, I used to think I was unusual, a little bit different. I would worry that who I was wasn't quite right. A little bit not like other boys. Or as my high school bully would put it... Oh, hey, so piece of... you piece of... Tilda Swinton. I always wanted to, how can I put this, bang dudes. So I did, and I still do. Yeah, high five, Reese. It's awesome. I used to do it all over the shop. No, really, I once did it literally in a shop. It was like... I really want to have sex with you, but I'm just worried about the privacy. Like, oh, I'm just thinking it's not really suitable for us like, to be doing... In- Shhh. No talk. No pants. Clean up an aisle sexy?! So recently, I've started meeting more people like me, you know, heterosexually challenged, and they told me their stories and I filmed them. So let's... let's have a listen. I had to pretend to like girls. so when people asked me if I liked girls, I said I did, but I, I didn't
5: really.
4: In high school, I really liked the band All Saints, but um, I didn't like their music.
5: I went to school in the 80s when boy George was big, so even though I was kind of, the jocks and stuff didn't like me, the girls thought I was amazing.
10: I hated dolls. The closest thing I had to one was a Ninja Turtle action figure.
6: Because well, I'm bisexual, and I knew that thinking about boys was bad, uh, I would I would think about boys, but then at the end, I would switch and think about girls. So, that way I wasn't
3: gay.
7: I spent a lot of time watching Channel 7 shows like Man O Man and Gladiators and being captivated by the men and not really understanding why.
6: Boo! Oh, that is so boring! Look me in the eye. Do you really think that you're one of a kind, a rare, precious gem? Do you really think you're the only one at school fantasizing about One Direction tickling you in a ball pit? No, you're not, and yes, ball pit is a euphemism. Being gay is not the most interesting thing about you. I mean, look, there are definitely going to be people out there that don't like who you are. Look, I was standing on the street the other day, and a guy drove past in his car and yelled, Whoa! No, sad, so take it. And I was like, you are correct on both counts, sir. Look, fuck em. There is nothing less original than yelling faggot from a car. Of course there's gonna be people out there that don't like you cause you kiss boys or girls or, or both. But Then there's also people out there that aren't gonna like you cause you wear bow ties. Most people are gonna find being gay interesting for a couple minutes and then they're gonna move on because it's actually quite boring. I know I'm bored of it. Please, let's just move on and talk about something else. I normally win at chess.
10: Like if I don't win a game of chess, that is abnormal.
4: One of my um, favourite things to do is build Lego. I really like it. i make like, like that. That's that's fun.
5: I really like Doctor Who. I'm obsessed with it. I have Doctor Who dollies in my house. Sorry, action figures. I call them dollies. They kiss. I know.
4: <laughs> this, this dude, he's fun. Ooh,
10: gotta. What's thing here. I love hanging out with my dog Blanche. We go for walks and stuff. Oh, Talon's...
5: I have got a very large collection of books that at some point I'm hoping to read. I
10: recently subscribed to The New Yorker
6: and I enjoy cooking with kale. I can talk to animals. I, they can't understand me, but I, I, I still talk to them.
5: I always yell that faggot at him, and then just drive away. Fucking <laughs> makes me feel so brave. Strong babe? Hey babe, where are you going? You haven't, you haven't touched a chicken parma.
6: What a guy. Now look, being gay is not what defines you. It might seem like the biggest thing in the world right now, but it's not. That wears off. It doesn't just get better, it gets boring. So what else can you do? Hey, this looks great, this looks really, there's no cutlery though, that is what I've noticed. Can I just do delicious. Can I get a pinot please?
7: Jesus has no power by himself by his own admission. He says I have no power. The one who sent me has the power. Yeah? It is not by myself I do this. Yeah? Yes, because Sorry. he's that. All right. With so the that's part. the first thing. Second thing, Jesus is not all knowledgeable either.
0: Yes, because he's fully human and fully divine at the same time. <laughs>
7: so, so, so when does the divine nature and the human nature take over? How do we know?
3: Where do you go when you drop into Pluto TV? To a place far, far away from other TV. Where the TV flows like it's free. Because it is. And oh, you're going to love it! Hundreds of channels for zeros of dollars. Drop in, it's free! Pluto
1: TV. I love it! I've been confused, the whole goddamn election, I've been confused. Because everybody commercials sound good at 2.30 in the goddamn morning, and you done had a rough day and shit, they just... Do you care about your family?
4: (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Is healthcare important to you?
3: Well, yes, it is. (laughs) No, nigga, this motherfucker know me personally. This ain't no regular campaign. This motherfucker's in my family life.
11: Papa John, pizza maker, Peyton Manning and Joe Montana, playmakers. Hey, Papa, I got a question.
3: Yeah.
8: Doesn't it seem like yeah. Joe only shows up during the playoffs when we do a buy one, get one free deal? You think he just wants that free pizza? Hello. Huh?
5: Yeah. This the free one, right?
11: Get a large one-topping pizza free when you purchase a large pizza. Order now at PapaJohns.gov. Better ingredients. Better pizza. Better football. Papa John's.
4: 50 years ago, we built a coffee company that's about more than just coffee. And along the way, we learned that a cup can be way more than just a cup. They welcome you into our world. Where all are welcome. you don't see, who make sure we all get to enjoy coffee for decades to come, and as you enjoy your coffee with us, we can make positive changes together. So, a cup really can be more than just a cup.
10: Is Jesus. Number one, Jesus versus the strong man. But no one can enter the strong man's house and plunder his property unless he first ties up the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. Mark 3 27. The Gospels are relevant as they showcase the victory that Jesus Christ won on our behalf through his lifelong obedience. His victory back then has cosmic and personal consequences that affect us right now. Most people think Satan and Jesus are equally matched, but this is false. In Mark 3, Jesus' mission is under attack. After announcing the coming of God's kingdom, he begins to heal the sick, cast out demons, teach with authority, call disciples, and even forgive sins. But not everyone is happy with him. In Mark three twenty-two 22-30, the scribes challenged the source of Jesus' authority, claiming it comes from Beelzebul, the prince of demons, Satan. The scribe did not think he was insane. He was accused of casting out demons by the power of Beelzebul. Beelzebul means lord of dung flies or lord of filth. This was an utterly blasphemous accusation. After refuting it, Jesus condemned those who made it. If he were casting out demons by Beelzebub, then Satan would be working against himself, frustrating his own purpose. His aim is to control men through demons, not to free them from demons. A kingdom, a house, or a person divided against itself cannot endure. Continued survival depends upon internal cooperation, not antagonism Mark 3:23 to 27 And so he called them to himself and began speaking to them in parables How can Satan cast out Satan And if a kingdom is divided against itself that kingdom cannot stand And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided he cannot stand but he is finished But no one can enter the strong man's house and plunder his property unless he first ties up the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. The scribes' accusation was, therefore, preposterous. In fact, the Lord Jesus was doing the very opposite of what they said. His miracles signified the downfall of Satan rather than his prowess. That is what the Saviour meant when he said, No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. Satan is the strong man. The house is his dominion. He is the God of his age. His goods are the people over whom he holds sway. Jesus is the one who binds Satan and plunders his house. At Christ's second advent, Satan will be bound and cast into the bottomless pit for one thousand years. The Savior's casting out demons during his ministry on earth was a forecast of his eventual binding of the devil. In response, Jesus points out that the accusation that he is collaborating with Satan is false. Jesus asserts that he came to tie the strong man, which refers to Satan, so that he himself, as the stronger man, might plunder Satan's house. This is Jesus' explanation of the events we encounter in Mark 1-3. Satan is the strong man who guards what belongs to him. Jesus' ministry was defeating this strong man, both in the case of casting the demons out of the man who was mute and in the broader sense. Jesus looked at every life delivered from Satan's domination and said, I am plundering the kingdom of Satan one life at a time. There is nothing in our life that must stay under Satan's domination. The one who binds the strong man and will plunder his house is our risen Lord. Satan is strong and he guards his possessions jealously. Jesus, however, is stronger than the strong man. Only he can bind the strong man and rescue us from his grip. John 12, 31 New American Standard Bible Now judgment is called upon this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Jesus came to crush the devil. First, Jesus came to defeat the devil. We can lose sight of this point since the Gospels contain many stories. Ultimately, the Gospels are about Jesus' victory over Satan. Number 2. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Matthew 28:18. This was the risen Jesus. Jesus here instructs his disciples regardless of their duty after his departure. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. is given in light of the authority of Jesus. This shows that this is an authoritative command, not a proposition. This is the same idea as a private being reminded of his rank by an officer, because he has this authority. He can send whomever he wills to do whatever he pleases. All dominates Matthew 28, 18-20 and ties these verses together. All authority, all nations, all nations, all things, all the days, Carson. Popular preacher Charles Spurgeon says, Power in the hands of some people is dangerous, but power in the hands of Christ is blessed. Oh, let him have all the power, let him do what he will with it, for he cannot will anything but that which is right and just and true and good. We believe in this power and we rest in it. We do not seek any other power, we defy every other power. We know our powerlessness will not hinder the progress of his kingdom. We give all our power unto him. Number 3. He holds the keys of death and Hades.
4: This school is full of rebels.
3: Yep.
7: What is your name?
0: I Matilda Matilda, Matilda Wormwood.
9: Matilda Wormwood. Criminals
7: like you need a real lesson.
3: See if that child is still alive.
4: Well, I was shopping for a new car. Which one's me? A cool convertible or an SUV? Too bad I
7: didn't know my credit was whack because now I'm driving off the lot in a used subcompact. F-R-E-E, that spells free. CreditReport.com, baby. Saw their ads on my TV. Thought about going but was too lazy. Now instead of looking flying, rolling fat, my legs are sticking to the vinyl and my posse's getting laughed at. F-R-E-E, that spells free. CreditReport.com, baby.
8: Offer applies prize enrollment and triple advantage.
5: Want to see something really beautiful? Then take a closer look at the all new Buick's at Brian Harris Autoplex and Slide L. Regal, comparable to European sports sedans, says Road and Track. LaCrosse, a Consumer's Digest Best Buy, and the new class of world class. Enclave, another Best Buy from Consumer's Digest, and just one more reason, Motor Trend says Buick is back. So come get the red carpet treatment you deserve at Brian Harris Autoplex and Slide L.
7: Hey guys, Nick Gamer here. Want to learn how to carry a tune? Sorry, I meant cartoon. The SpongeBob Cartoon Creator puts you in the director's chair where you can create your own bikini bottom scene. Now watch me take this baby for a test dive. First, I'll design my own avatar. He's gonna need a shirt and... Ooh, check out these pants. That's on fluke. But he needs some sweet jams. I wonder what his favorite rock grouper is. It's story time. Let's see, do I want a guppy-sized one-panel, dolphin-sized four-panel, or I could go eight for a whale of a tail? Yee-haw! That's a little too much blubber for me, so I'll go with four. Hmm. Where should this story take place. With dozens of Bikini Bottom backdrops, the world is literally your oyster. He means figuratively. SpongeBob's pineapple is a pretty sweet place, so let's go there. Now let's add some characters. First, I'll place my avatar. I'll just click him in and use the resize tool to make him perfect. Then I'll make him do some somersaults. Ah, that was fun. But I guess I should make him say stuff. First, I'll need some bubbles. Not that kind. Not that kind, either. He means word bubbles. Thank you for the pearl of wisdom, Oyster. I'll put a bubble here, and then I'll pick from a huge list of actual SpongeBob lines. Let's see, maybe my avatar comes in by himself and is all, Is this a Krusty Krab? Then I bring Patrick in and he says something weird like, No, it's Patrick. But then Mr. Krabs comes in with a slingshot for some reason, and he's all... Rave up those fryers! And finally, SpongeBob comes home to find a party at his house, and he's all... Can I have everybody's attention? I have to use the bathroom! There you have it! My very own SpongeBob cartoon. When it's done, I can click through like a real comic book. I can even print or download to share with my friends. Pretty cool, huh? He's just fishing for compliments. Come on, I didn't do that on porpoise! That's a wrap on Spongebob Cartoon Creator. Until next time, game over and out! Want more videos? Subscribe to the Nickelodeon YouTube channel now!
4: 50 years ago, we built a coffee company that's about more than just coffee. And along the way, we learned that a cup can be way more than just a cup. They welcome you into our world, where all are welcome. (laughs) Even the ones you don't see, who make sure we all get to enjoy coffee for decades to come. And as you enjoy your coffee with us, we can make positive changes together. So a cup really can be more than just a cup. Here is CVS Health. Here, Our needs are taken seriously. Here, we'll never be told our concerns are all in our head.
2: Here, we don't think we should pay more than men for the same thing.
4: Or pay taxes for period products. Here, we can ask tough questions, day or night.
6: Here, our health matters.
4: That includes our physical health and our mental health and sexual health too. Here, we can have a healthy relationship with beauty. Here, we're actually heard.
11: Really heard.
4: And because of that, we can focus on getting healthier together. 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 Here, healthier happens together. CVS Health.
3: Who's fueled by your local Circle K? Snow plowers, festive retail workers, Christmas tree haulers, delivery drivers, merrymakers, gift wrappers, party planners, and turkey roasters, salt slingers, gingerbread house builders, shop till you droppers, Santa's helpers, light show bling blingers, donation bell ringers, and our favorite family members. The people we rely on this holiday are fueled by Circle K every single day. Fueled by Circle K.
11: Liberty and the pursuit of all who threaten it. Navy, accelerate your life. Call one eight hundred USA Navy. Troy, what the fuck are you talking about, Troy?
2: That's terror. <laughs> what, Troy? Troy. Pork. So- Troy, what are you doing? Pork. So- Troy, what are you doing? Where's that? A- oh, Troy. Where, what are you doing, Troy? He's been like, dude, from Craigslist. Troy! Somebody online wanted a video of you, so I said it. Pork Joy, 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 Joy. What the are you said it. You said What are You doing, Troy? So, <laughs> you said it. pork said What? What? What What You
3: talking You talking You Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, this is funny. This is insane. this is YouTube shit, dog, right here. Troy. 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 How much have you been drinking, Troy? I don't drink. Troy. Bullshit, Troy. What's wrong with you? Nice. What? 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 <laughs> Ocean think? I love you. Troy. Troy, sit down, Troy. You're going to fall down. You're cool. Hey, Troy. Troy. Wow,
3: what? Yeah, you're cool. You're
2: cool. Troy, what did you say? Talk to us, dude, in English. Troy. Yeah. Have you been drinking? Um, right. What? Mm-hmm. You're, what? Mm-hmm. How much have you had to drink, Troy? Two. Two what? Two hundred beers? Don't sleep at the foot of the <laughs> bed, Troy. Yeah. Where were you going? Where were you going, Troy? Were you going to the bathroom? <laughs> what? Get there. Get up and go. Get up and go, Troy. <laughs> Troy, go to the bathroom. <laughs> No, yeah, you're good, you're good. Come on, Troy, go to the bathroom. I'll play in You fucking what? I'll be everywhere. No, dude, this is fucking hilarious. Yeah. You are yeah. fucking hammered. <laughs> you are fucking. Look at him. Look how he's fucking sleeping. <laughs> hey, fucking Troy. Troy, get your ass up, dude. <laughs> huh? Troy. Troy, Troy, right. look at me, right, look right. at me, dude, look at me. Troy, tell I me mean, you're
3: not that drunk. Oh, no, I can't believe this. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> here, give me.
2: Here, here man. Like, oh, he won't. Troy, Troy, get it, Wes, Troy, <laughs> like. <laughs> hey, Wes, please explain this to me. What the fuck is he? what's wrong with this dude? Nothing. <laughs> No. alone. He's, he's
10: only ten days older than me.
2: <laughs> How much has he had to drink, dude? What, what's your estimate on tonight? Yeah, uh, he probably had two Frescas. <laughs> <laughs> he's a lightweight, it looks like, folks. He All is right. fucking hammered, as you can see. Troy. About oh, I, I mean, I think he's. Troy. You know go pee, Troy. Do you want know to fight Floyd Mayweather? Go go pee. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, dude. I'll call him. <laughs> Let's get him. Goddamn, I'm hurt. I want Mayweather. This shit is fucking hilarious, dude. Boom. Troy, go pee. Boom. Boom. Let's see how long it takes to get to the bathroom. Oh, We're going to is time it, now. Wait <laughs> Oh yeah. Wake him up, Troy. Wait, you won't wake Davidson up? I bet you won't slap him to wake him up. I bet you won't slap him to wake him up, 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 Troy. (laughs) Damn it. Oh, God. Don't close the door, you can't see.
7: There's no light in there. Well, I was shopping for a new car, which one's me? A cool convertible or an SUV? Too bad I didn't know my credit was whack Cause now I'm driving off the lot in a used subcompact F-R-E-E, that spells free CreditReport.com, baby Saw their ads on my TV Thought about going, but was too lazy Now instead of looking flying, rolling fat My legs are sticking to the vinyl And my posse's getting laughed at F-R-E-E, that spells free CreditReport.com,
4: baby
8: Offer applies prize for enrollment and triple advantage
4: Kelly Clarkson, Burleson, Texas.
8: Lead to
7: Wise, Mount
3: Prospect, Illinois. Anything Ruben Stutter, so Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama. David Cook, Blue Springs, Missouri.
1: Carrie Underwood, Chicota,
0: Oklahoma. American Idol. American Idol. American Idol. Welcome home.
7: I stole his password online and hello makeover <laughs> I got hair extensions plumped at the lips and snapped the hottest headshots Hollywood here I come tell me what you think <laughs> unbreak my heart say you love me again undo this hurt that you caused when you walked out the door and you walked out of my life city identity theft solutions talk to a real person to help get your life back free when you get a city credit card or City bank account
3: well, hello, Winn-Dixie. You can feel the savings. But us shop. Buy one, get one. That means one is free. Check Orange Pineapple, check.
11: Check all the flavors. Deal of the week. Deal of my life. Guys,
3: you have got to try this apple pie. It's award-winning. Iceberg. Lettuce. Buy one, get one. Mm. Win, win. It's a win-win. Hey, we saved the same exact amount of money.
4: And you have over a thousand rewards points.
11: Now that's a win-win.
4: We win -win twins with a win. Are you guys twins? twins?
5: Identical. Identical.
3: Oh.
7: Boom.
5: Win, Dixie. It's a a win-win.
6: Oh, there you are. Did you know that Coffee Mate is triple churned
7: and two times richer than milk for one perfect cup of coffee? Mm, Coffee Mate truly is man's best friend. (laughs) I didn't mean like you. Coffee Mate, coffee's perfect mate.
8: What's up guys and welcome to my last video on the Halloween franchise before wrapping up Halloween season with 33 on 31 this October 31st. And one last subject that I wanted to discuss before wrapping all this up is, what is going to come next in the Halloween franchise? Where can they go from here? What ideas would I like to see them explore? And also hearing your ideas down below in the comment section on where you want to see this franchise go. So Halloween Ends has been out for over a week and the biggest question that the fan base has been asking is, what the fuck happened? Second biggest question that the fan base has been asking is, where do we go from here? How do you continue? How are they going to bring Halloween back? When are they going to bring Halloween back? And of course, the answer to that last question, we'll find out whenever we find out. Give some time for this timeline to settle, give some time for the fan base to kind of unwind and stop screaming at each other on Twitter, and hopefully come up with some really unique ideas to surprise us with down the road, but knowing how the industry is, we'll probably hear within two to three years that they're going to be rebooting this franchise. So. I wanted to go over five ideas that I came up with that by no means are original whatsoever on how they can continue this franchise in the future, and I'm also going to be putting them in order from the least exciting idea to what would excite me the most. But really quick, before I continue to fish for more ideas on how to talk about Halloween, <laughs> we'll talk about the sponsor of today's video, Fishing Clash. For those that don't know, I live in the South, where one of the biggest pastimes is fishing, and it's many times as I have been invited to go out with friends and family, I often turn them down because it gets up to 102, sometimes 110 with these Georgia heat summers and it's really hot and I sunburn easily and I don't want to go. Well if you love fishing without the sunburns, I have good news for you because your favorite hobby is now available right in your pocket. With Fishing Class, you can explore and enjoy the atmosphere of multiple fishing spots right from your home and compete with other fishers in weekly competitions. And the more you play, the more you can upgrade your skills to complete in more More advanced fishing. You can even create a clan so you can play exclusively with friends and family. And this week you'll even be able to immerse yourself in Halloween atmosphere inside the game. Take part in this special event, solve daily riddles, take part in a special competition to earn exclusive rewards. So if you're interested in taking on the seas from the comfort of your own home, download the game now using my link or this QR code and use my gift code, CodyLeach, all caps, one word, to get a special reward for a total value of $20, a deal that's available for new players only. And with my gift code, Cody Leach, you'll get a three star rod, one mythical lure, 50 luck power-ups, and 30 weight power-ups to help you catch bigger fish. So grab your favorite blood-soaked rod and join the Halloween season fun in Fishing Clash. And a thank you to Fishing Clash for sponsoring today's video. So at number five is the first idea and the least interesting idea for me on how to continue this franchise down the line, and that is to do a direct sequel to Halloween Ends to either continue on with Laurie Strode or continue on with Andy Matichek's character, Allison, or continue on with another character within Haddonfield after Michael Myers has met the fate that he met at the end of Halloween Ends. And now we basically just have evil in this town as the ongoing theme and essentially what they were trying to do with the Corey Cunningham character, explore that idea more within the Halloween David Gordon Green Trilogy universe. It's not likely to happen since Blumhouse is not going to have the rights to these movies after Halloween ends. That's the reason why they're not already announcing another movie by now, because I'm sure Blumhouse probably would have ideas for about six more at this point. And so it's probably not likely to go back to Blumhouse, and there's probably going to be a lot of red tape if another studio wanted to use these characters within the Blumhouse trilogy. But Stranger things have happened, so it is possible. I mean, we got Halloween Resurrection, right? So you can get a Halloween Ends again. And I just think that would be the least interesting thing to do for a multitude of reasons. One, you wouldn't have Michael Myers, not in a way that's believable anyway. Two, you're continuing a trilogy that has split the fan base almost in half at this point. Three, Laurie Strode, we've had enough. Jamie Lee Curtis has had enough, and for the love of God, if you're going to say this is the end and create all of this spectacle and drama and hype around it being the end, fucking commit to it be the ending. So, I don't think that this is a very good idea, I would not be happy at all if they announced this but it is a way that they can go. Number four would be to go back and start from scratch, do another remake or reboot of that original film. Now, we obviously got the Rob Zombie remake in 2007, which was a very different take on the character and the world and the lore for about half of the movie, and then it essentially went almost beat by beat although being a lot more violent, a lot more bloody of the John Carpenter's Halloween original film. And I think there is potential to do something really interesting if you go back and just wipe the slate completely clean, start a brand new, fresh timeline from scratch, from the start, and don't follow the John Carpenter Halloween 1978 story at all. Have Michael Myers there. Have the mask. I don't think you can survive without those two things, but that's really it. Then take carte blanche from there. I don't think you need to have a Lori Strode or a Lori Strode character with a different name. Loomis. You might need a Loomis character. That's the one that's going to be the hardest to not have. But I think that there's potential to not even have a Loomis character and go really different with it. And don't go beat for beat. Kid kills his sister, goes to an asylum, breaks out, and then chases his sister or chases random babysitter for the next half of the movie. Do something extremely different with it. Have the heart and soul. Have the skeleton of the original Halloween film. But kind of go the Evil Dead 2013 route where you have the feel of Evil Dead, you have the spirit of Evil Dead, you have the blood and guts that you expect in Evil Dead, but totally different in the story and the narrative department. I think you could do that at this point. We have seen the Lori Strode character, the Lori Strode timelines, and even the family motivation. I got to kill off my bloodline. We have seen that shit done to death. And in this newest trilogy with not having the family bloodline and just focusing on Michael and Haddonfield, we've seen it all. Do something extremely different with this character for once. Number three, I imagine would not be high on a lot of people's lists, especially hardcore Halloween fans, but continue the anthology route. Do what they were essentially trying to do with Halloween ends while compromising and having it be within a Michael Myers timeline. Do what they did with Halloween three that was just way ahead of its time and the fan base wasn't ready for it. Embrace the Halloween season. Embrace some of the themes of this franchise and of these storylines and do something unique with it. You're gonna have to use the Halloween name, otherwise, you're not tied to the franchise, but just be careful. Market it honestly. Let the fans know what they're walking into. Let them know this is not a Michael Myers movie. Or even if you wanna have Michael Myers exist in the universe and he's not the focus, be honest about that. Let everybody know what type of story you're telling us. Don't tease us with Michael shit and then come in and we got this fucking storyline regarding something that Michael's not even a part of. So anthologies, I still think was a really big untapped potential in this franchise. I loved Halloween three season of the witch. I still contend that that movie is highly underappreciated even though it's getting a lot more appreciation over time. And I liked a lot of the ideas that they were exploring in Halloween ends. I just thought it was the absolute wrong movie to explore those ideas in. So I would be really curious Though the fan base probably would not be, I would be curious on what kind of ideas, what stories we could get out of the Halloween lore out of the Haddonfield lore, or out of just the themes of Sowin and everything else we 've explored in this franchise without having to focus on Michael Myers coming in at number two for me is going to go back and have a direct sequel to Halloween Two Now this does create some difficulty because Halloween Two established the whole sister-brother storyline between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode, and so obviously I would not want Laurie Strode to be in this film, and I don't necessarily think that they need to go and do the Halloween 4 route again where it's one of Laurie Strode's children or cousins or anything like that, and so it would be hard. It would be hard to write a script to make it complete sense out of, but I think if you go off of the ending of H2 to where Loomis is dead, Michael's presumed dead, burned, whatever kind of damage they want to have that they somewhat explained in Halloween 4 without addressing it at all. And just continue on from there. And now Michael's just this motiveless evil. He's just this killing machine that's out after he gets woken up or after he gets out of the burn clinic or something like that. I don't know. It would be a really hard script. It would be a really hard script and I would not want that job. But I think that that would also be a really neat place to go back to in the franchise to where this guy is just burned all over his entire body, has to wear a mask and everything to cover all that. And then he just goes and starts killing people again, more akin to the first film. And since Laurie Strode's not there, oh, well, I'm not going to be driven by that, I guess. You're next. I mean, if they open up a sequel to Halloween two, and they tell you in the opening credits or news articles or whatever they're going to do to use for exposition that Laurie Strode is dead and they make it clear she doesn't have any other lineage that Michael Myers can chase and he just becomes motiveless evil... Are we really gonna ask that many questions? I mean, is that gonna be a make or break it for any of us? Let's be honest. But number one, my favorite idea is to go back and do a proper continuation to Halloween 4. I think that Daniel Harris is hungry as hell to come back to this franchise and play that character again. I think it would be awesome to see her get her time to shine and get her time to kind of return and bring the franchise back in a cool way, the way that Jamie Lee has gotten to do multiple times at this point. And Halloween 4 had one of the best endings, arguably maybe the best ending of this entire franchise along with H2O. And they squandered everything that that ending made and everything that Halloween 4 in general did with Halloween 5 and Halloween 6. And so I would love to be able to see them after years of looking at that storyline, looking at the fan outcry on 5 and 6, looking at a lot of the complaints, and looking at, you know, how the movies have evolved since that Thorn trilogy, and go back and try to do something more grounded and something more interesting off of the end of Halloween four. I don't know if you would make Jamie the killer the entire time. I don't know if you would make it to where she kind of, you know, we're gonna catch up with her decades later, obviously, if she has restrained the evil that Michael kind of imprinted on her, if Michael's actually going to be alive, which I think would be a requirement to be honest with you. And maybe you have something to where she's kind of a fucked up person. She's been in an insane asylum or she's been in a mental ward ever since Halloween four. And then all of a sudden, the Michael Myers killings start coming back, and somehow she escapes or breaks out to kill Michael, and she still has like this murderous rage in her. I don't know. I'm not a script writer, and I haven't taken any time whatsoever to develop this idea beyond just giving you the initial statement of it. But Halloween 4 has become one of my favorite Halloween sequels over time, and it is one of the most ridiculous continuations off of a great ending that I've seen in any of these horror franchises, so if there is not a wildly more original idea out there, which I genuinely hope that there is by the time we hear about a new Halloween film, I think continuing directly off of Halloween 4 and getting Daniel Harris back into the driver's seat of this franchise would be an awesome, refreshing start to a new era of Halloween movies. Well, that's it for this one, guys. Be sure to check out Fishing Clash down in the video description below and use my promo code to get all those free gifts. Please, if you enjoyed this, check out my Halloween movie reviews over here. And I'm also going to put my most recent Ranking the Timelines video, where I go over all the different versions of storylines we've gotten in this franchise. If you like this, like and share the video, and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything in the future. And as always, remember, opinions are like assholes, but that doesn't mean you have to be. Probably more money than you'll ever need.
7: Oh, by the way, put yourself down for one of these.
8: <gasps> so why wait to win? Play today.
7: To the shoe store!
6: Commercial break! People always ask me, how do you look so horrible? Is it natural? Well, here's my secret. Creme de- with active ingredients including fridge mold and ham sweat, its pimple inducing formula is guaranteed to keep your skin oily and rank.
3: Crendi, <laughs> for him and
6: for him. <laughs>
4: you feel about your car so when coverage really counts count on nationwide insurance because what's precious to you is precious to us just another way we put members first because we don't have shareholders join the nation nationwide is on your side
11: but john pizza maker peyton manning and joe montana playmakers hey pop i got a question
8: doesn't it seem like yeah. Joe only shows up during the playoffs when we do a buy one, get one free deal? You think he just wants that free pizza? Hello? Huh? No. Yeah. This the free one,
5: right?
11: Get a large one-topping pizza free when you purchase a large pizza. Order now at PapaJohns.gov. Better ingredients. Better pizza. Better football. Papa John's.
2: Apollo 13 flight controllers, give me a go no go for launch. You know that Easter vacation trip we had planned for Acapulco? Uh
9: uh-uh.
2: Procedures? Go. Control? Go flight. There might be a slight change in destination.
9: Really?
2: Maybe say, the moon. Go! <gasps> Booster? Go. Retro? We're go flight. GNC? We're go. And I take the controls and I steer it around. FAO?
5: We're go flight. For a nice,
3: soft. Landing on the moon better than Neil Armstrong.
5: Does it bother you that the public regards this
2: flight as routine? It's nothing routine about flying to the moon. I can vouch for that. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go for launch. The
3: clock is running. Houston, we have cleared the tower at thirteen thirteen. Okay, guys,
2: we're going to the moon.
3: This is the crew of the Apollo 13, wishing everyone back on Earth a pleasant evening.
2: Uh, Houston, we have a problem. We got a wicked shimmy up here. Houston,
3: we are venting something out into space. It's
2: definitely a gas of some sort. It's like the heart rates are skyrocketing. The Apollo 13 spacecraft is apparently losing breathing oxygen. The emergency has ruled out any chance of a lunar landing.
4: Why are so many people here? Something broke on your daddy's spaceship.
3: I have a request from the news people.
4: Take it up with my husband. He'll be home.
3: On Friday. So I think I've lost the radio contact.
4: Econ,
2: what's your data telling you? It's, it's reading a quadruple failure. That can't happen. It's, it's got to be instrumentation.
8: The ship's bleeding to death. This rate, we're going to skip right out of the atmosphere and we're never going to get back. So we're looking at less than 15 minutes of life support in the Odyssey.
2: We never lost an American in space. We're sure as hell not going to lose one on my watch.
3: Odyssey, do you read me? How long does it take to power up the LEM?
8: Three hours by the checklist.
3: We don't have that much time.
11: Today, a remarkable construction project is transforming the face of the countryside. The area below will, within the next two years, be the busy community of 70,000 people living in a city which was completely planned before the first house was built.
9: America of the early 50s, where 11 out of 13 million new homes were built in a new suburbia.
7: Hey Judy,
3: buy a couple of eggs this morning?
7: Okay, dear, oh, but get a
3: move on or you'll be late.
11: It's a great life, eh, Bob?
9: Communities built around a family unit expanding in a baby boom, created by returning World War II GIs. Life was perfect.
11: The
3: fathers and mothers in our hometown are just plain nice living folks.
11: The smoking of marijuana, tempting more and more teenage youngsters along dangerous paths. You know, Main Street folks who say, Hello, nice morning, even when
3: it rains on Mondays. I'm getting sick and tired of being treated like a kid.
4: Why be stuck
0: with one expensive car when you can enjoy all the fun and freedom of two fine
11: fours? This is home sweet home to us. We feel
3: safe and are very proud of our friendly, tolerable character.
5: When the colored people came into the neighborhood, I would become uh, nauseous.
3: We are proud of our excellent schools that provide for the education of our children. Proud of their part in preparing our youths to face the future. Atom bombs may someday be dropped on our cities. And let us prepare for survival.
11: The Air Force itself has officially admitted that flying saucers exist. Space saboteurs seize control of Earth men's minds. Communism in reality is not a political party. It is a way of life, an evil and malignant way of life.
9: But one thing that America could rely on in these times was the radio, programmed with popular music of the day.
11: Do not forsake me, oh, my darling On this our wedding day
9: not all of America was like this. Below the Mason-Dixon line, like a wayward cousin, lay America's buried past, where something was happening that would shake up not just the music, but America's way of life. Down south,
11: way down south. <laughs> There are things in New Orleans that you wouldn't see anywhere in the world.
3: Just about anything went. The gay entertainers who would dance with a boa constrictor.
5: Storyville was where they used to have legalized prostitution, and that it lasted uh, for about 20 years.
0: There were exotic dancers who could make their
3: cleavage jump up and down in different patterns.
11: <laughs>
0: Man. That was my first place where I ever really get loaded on whiskey. I ain't never experienced anything like that in my life. And
5: I never want to experience it again. <laughs> New Orleans music was for dancing, for entertainment, make people move.
0: think yeah, the dancers are gonna be doing boom, bam, boom, bop, boom.
5: You might see a big fat woman, a big butt boom. And she right in tune with a baby jump boom. If you ever listen to New Orleans music, you're gonna move.
3: I'm walking, hear the I'm talking.
11: Well, it has certainly been a long time since I've been here. So where it all took place, back here. All right, great. It's a laundromat now, but back in the day, and I mean the most beautiful days, in fact, uh, the days that began putting us on a map, it was J&M Studio, Cosmo's recording studio, owned by Cosmo Matassa and there was Cosmo back there doing what he does. The musicians would be back in that area. Those bricks are probably the same bricks which witness all of that wonderful music. The whole call of the day was for most things to be done live. In fact, when it was time to make a fade at the end of the recording, the musicians didn't want Cosmo to turn down the knob. They wanted to just play softer and make a natural fade because they figured that, that's a technical fade with the knob. And very importantly, Fat Staminov's career started here and it was 1949. He recorded The Fat Man. And it clicked on the switch that lasts for decades and decades.
9: Fat's debut hit is a contender for the very first rock and roll record and its origins lay in a traditional song from the wild heart of New Orleans.
5: It was a drug song. That lyric was, they call, they call me a junker because I'm loaded all the time. Dave Bartholomew, the producer, said, well, we can't sing about junkies. We're going to have to sing about the fat man.
9: That's rhythm proved innovative and irresistible, but not just to black audiences in the South.
7: Now for the big finale. The guy you've all been waiting to hear.
9: Through the 50s, he'd overcome the musical segregation of the time, crossing over from the black R&B chart to white audiences on the national pop chart.
3: You made me cry When you said goodbye you
9: And what was special about his rhythm that got the kids hooked was a piano triplet that underpinned Fat's biggest
5: hits. This little simple beat, one, two, three, one, two, three, on his piano... A lot of great musicians around New Orleans didn't want to play behind Fat Domino because he said his music was so simple. People kind of made fun of them when you just play ding, 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 but that's what he did, and it made people dance. Those simple lines completed all the way through the South. And so even in the deep South, even in the segregated South, White started showing up at his shows.
3: Oh, well, goodbye, although I'll cry
9: Black concerts were coming through Memphis, and we'd go down and watch them. They, they might have sit upstairs, you know, it's kind of crazy, but we didn't care. And when those guys started rocking on stage, the kids jumped up in the aisle and started dancing. And I
5: said, uh-oh, something's happening here big time. The whites started dancing, mixing with the blacks. One thing led to another. The Herbert Hardesty, fat saxophone player, says there was a fight every night. And the reason why is because he was causing that integration.
3: This rock and roll music seems to be under an awful heavy attack from all over the country. There's been riots, it's been banned in certain parts of this country and abroad. You know of any reason for that? Well, well, as I know, music makes people happy. I know it makes me happy. You wouldn't blame it on rock and roll. No, indeed. Maybe you'll excuse my i to go back to my practice, huh?
11: I saw some protesters one time, right in the midst of that era, ...saying, send all the Negroes back to the Congo, except Fats Domino.
9: Fats wasn't alone in integrating audiences. Alan Freed, a DJ who popularized the term rock and roll... Hi,
2: everybody. How you all? This is yours truly, Alan Freed, welcoming you...
9: ...staged to- the Moondog Ball in Cleveland in 1952... ...for a mixed-race audience of 20,000. It was shut down by police for fears of a riot. But segregation was just part of a wider narrative in post-war America, as millions of black Americans migrated up the Mississippi corridor, bound for the industrial cities of the Northeast and Midwest. People in Mississippi, Louisiana,
2: they work their way to get to Memphis, and they go to St. Louis, East St. Louis, Where's wasn't St. Louis, East St. Louis, then he goes to They were trying to get to Detroit, where the Ford plant was, and Chicago, where the steel mill was. Sometimes it takes you too much to get to Chicago.
9: And with the people, the music migrated. This song from 1951, Rocket 88, by Jackie Brenston, Another contender for the first rock and roll record was written in Clarksdale, recorded in Memphis, and released in Chicago on Chess Records as the blues moved upstream to the big cities of the Midwest.
8: When you look at it,
10: you know, you've got Chicago, St. Louis, Memphis, New Orleans, all on a straight dotted line all the way down, and those are all pretty hip music towns all the way up. So there's something about being on this big old muddy river.
9: By the early 50s, Chicago was the hub of an electric blues scene, rooted in a booming migrant black community.
2: Jimmy Reed was a guy that I was in love with,
3: in Chicago, playing the blues. He's had songs like... Mm. Oh baby, you don't have to go.
9: But by the mid-50s, the electric blues stars like Jimmy Reed and Muddy Waters were nudging 30 and 40. And a younger generation in these cities craved a new sound
11: that spoke of their experience. The blues is always losing the girl. Yeah, my baby done left me. Do I gave me
2: the idea of fulfilling my dream by getting the girl.
4: Blues writers were older people. They had been in the South. They had seen things that were very different. Whereas the doo-wop writers were teenagers. My I, I
3: in 1953,
9: the Spaniels were a teenage street corner group from the edge of Chicago, with the first single climbing the charts
2: got street
9: life. And a follow up that would become a classic of the new doo wop style.
5: Good
3: night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. Good night, sweetheart. Well,
8: it's
3: time to go home. I hate to leave you, but I really must say. Oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. <laughs> good night, sweetheart.
4: Well, it's time. It is truly the sound of the city. It is truly the street corner symphony. You could stand under a street lamp and just sing.
2: <laughs> we could imagine that we would be on stage and that lamp. It would actually brighten the whole corner, and people could come and watch you, and you could do your step. So we were on stage there.
3: Well, it's three o'clock in the morning. Through
2: the music, you could court a girl. All you had to do was sing a song. I think that women like Low voices, almost like the mating call of the
3: bull walrus or something like that. Because
7: I love you so.
3: Good night.
7: It was our music.
3: The lyric spoke for the things that we felt and we couldn't express
4: ourselves. And you only heard it all the way at the other end of the dial. The little black